بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد ما brothers and sisters we will talk about the blessed life of سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه uh, one of the greatest of the Sahaba he was the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the son of the uncle of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam abu talib bin abdul muttalib and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam took him into his household because abu talib was uh, was not very well off at that time and uh, he grew up in the household of rasulullah sallallahu he is from the ahlul bait of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and later he married his youngest daughter fatima to zahra radiyallahu anha and uh, remained from whom they had four children two boys and two girls and uh, he remained in the closest association of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam for nearly 30 years ali radiyallahu anhu was 10 years old when the uh, message came to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, revealed quran so one night he saw rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and uh, our mother khadijatul kubra radiyallahu anha praying ruku and sujood he asked rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam about this he said ya rasulullah what are you doing rasulullah sallallahu said that they were praying to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he invited ali ibn abi talib radiyallahu anhu who was about 10 years old at the time also to accept islam ali radiyallahu anhu then however he said i will I would like to ask my father about this. And Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Yes, go ahead, do that." Now he spent a sleepless night. And in the morning he went to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said, "When Allah created me, he did not consult my father. So why should I consult my father in order to worship Allah?" And he accepted Islam. When Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam got the wahi anzir ashiratak ashiratakal aqrabin one your nearest relatives rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam invited his relatives for a meal and after they finished eating he said who will join me in the cause of allah who will join me in the cause of allah there was utter silence for a while and then ali radiyallahu anhu stood up and he said i am the youngest of all present here my eyes trouble me because they are sore and my legs are thin and weak but i will join you and help you in whatever way i can everybody started laughing at him mocking him but during the difficult wars in makkah ali radiyallahu anhu stood by these words and faced all the hardships to which the muslims were subjected he slept in the bed of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the quraish planned to murder muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and it was he to whom rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam entrusted the valuables that had been given to him for safekeeping to be returned to their owners when he sallallahu alaihi wasallam made hijra with abu bakr siddiq radhiallahu apart from the battle of tabuk Um, Ali bin Abi Talib radiyallahu anhu fought in all the 
early battles of Islam with great distinction, particularly in the expedition of Khaybar. And it is said that in the battle of Ahad, he received more than 16 wounds. Rasulullah loved Sayyidina Ali very, very much. He loved him dearly and he called him by many fond names. Once Rasulullah found him sleeping in the dust. He lifted him up, he brushed off his clothing and he said, Wake up Abu Turab. He said, Father of the dust, wake up Abu Turab. Rasulullah also gave him the title of Asadullah, the Lion of Allah. Ali Radhi humility, austerity, piety, deep knowledge of the Quran and his great wisdom gave him great distinction among the companions of Rasulullah among his Sahaba and Abu Bakr Umar Osman consulted him frequently during their Khilafah. Um, many times uh, Umar had made him uh, his vicegerent uh, at Medina when he was away. Ali was also a great scholar of Arabic literature and pioneered in the field of grammar and rhetoric. His speeches, his khutbah and letters served for generations afterwards as models of literary expression. Many of his wise sayings have been preserved. Ali Radhi has a had a rich and versatile personality. In spite of these uh, achievements and attainments, he remained a very modest and humble man. Once uh, during his Khilafah, when he was the Khalifa, he was walking around in the marketplace and a man stood up with respect. Ali Sadiq Ali said, do not do this. He said, such manners are a temptation for a ruler and a disgrace for the ruled. Ali Radhi and his household lived in extremely simply and very simple and austere lives. Sometimes they went hungry themselves because of Sayyidina Ali's great generosity. And none who asked for help was ever turned away from his door. His plain and austere style of living did not change, even when he became the ruler over a vast domain. His Khilafah was obviously during a very painful time in the history of the Muslims. After the Shahada of Uthman bin Affan, the office of the Khilafah remained empty, vacant for two or three days. Many people insisted that Sayyidina Ali should take up the office, but he was embarrassed by the fact that the people who pressed him the hardest were the rebels, and he therefore refused. And then the when the, uh, the notable Sahaba of the time, they came to him and they urged him and they told him, they said, if you do not do this, then uh, there will be complete chaos. Already there is so much of uh, problem and so many, so many problems happen. Uh, you know, the, the great fitna, so much of killing. And if there is no one in control uh, and if there is no rule, there is no law, then this will only continue. So please accept the Khilafah and therefore very reluctantly, Sayyidina Ali Radhiallahu who accepted the Khilafah after Sayyidina Uthman's uh, Shahada, his murder and the events uh, surrounding uh, him. Uh, surrounding that uh, incident. 
Uh, Sayyidan Ali felt that the tragic situation was due to uh, inept and, uh, you know, incapable governors. And therefore, he dismissed all the governors who had been appointed by Uthman Radilanu and appointed new ones. And all the governors except Muawiyah, the governor of Syria, uh, submitted to his orders. Muawiyah declined to obey until Uthman Radilanu's blood was avenged. Rasulullah's widow, our mother Aisha Radilanu, also took the position that Sayyidina Ali should first bring the murderers to trial. Now, it was very difficult to establish who actually committed the murder and the shahada due to the chaotic situation. And Sayyidina Ali said quite correctly that unless guilt was properly established, uh, he could not uh, punish somebody uh, because of the danger of punishing or killing somebody who was innocent. And uh, thus there was a battle between the army of Ali Radilanhu and the supporters of Aisha Siddiqa Radilanha. And uh, this uh, was very, very... Uh, it is one of the low parts and the, and, and the uh, you know, sad and tragic parts of our history. The fitna that happened, the killing, killings that happened uh, on the death or leading to the death and the... Uh, the, the shahada of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan Radilanu. Uh, so many shah, shah, sahaba were killed. Uh, Masjid al-Nabawi was locked. There was no salah for three days. Abu Hurairah radiallahu says, I hid in the masjid by the grave of Rasulullah And he said, I would pray when I heard the sound of adhan from inside the khabar. From the, from the Rawdam Mubarak of Nabi That is how bad it was. Um, they, 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 the, the rebels from uh, Egypt, they murdered Sahaba. They cut off their arms and legs and they threw the living bodies in, the, in a place called Al-Harra, which was a volcanic tract near Uhud, just to lie there and die after hours and hours and hours of agony in the sun. There was atrocities committed on the Muslims by the Muslims. That was the biggest tragedy. And in all this confusion uh, was this issue of the question of uh, the demand by Muawiyah and Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anhuma uh, to hand over the killers of uh, Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu anhu, who was a relative of Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan radiallahu anhu. And Sayyidina Ali whose inability to do that. He did not refuse. He said, I cannot give you, I cannot just grab somebody and give you. There has to be somebody who is actually guilty. And in Islam, the guilt has to be proven. Uh, and if the guilt is proven, then, you know, I can do that. We'll talk about this more, inshallah. But uh, for now, uh, this is a very, very brief, as I keep saying all the time. Uh, it is not my position and not my place and not my ability to truly do justice to the greatness of the Sahaba of Rasulullah Sallam. Uh, I'm just trying to do the best I can do. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive me the many, many shortcomings which I'm sure are there in the way I am trying to, uh, in what I'm saying and what I'm trying to describe um, for, about the Sahaba. We ask Allah to forgive us that and to make us among those who will be included with them, inshallah, on the Day of Judgment. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا رب العالمين